Hello and welcome to another episode of The Viewpoint. This week we will be discussing how the big clubs have failed to perform at a certain level whilst the mid-table clubs are constantly improving and challenging for the top 4. I'll be joined by Suyash and Ayush for this podcast. How's it going? Good, how are you? I'm good. Ayush, how's it going for you? I'm good, man. I'm good. You tell me. Okay, so this week uh, had a. I think it was a good week from United's perspective, and we saw a lot of teams slipping up, and there were some upsets as well. Yeah. So the first game of the week was Southampton versus Newcastle. So how did you guys feel was the I game? I think we should start. We should name rename the Premier League as inconsistent Premier League. You remember Newcastle <laughs> defeated Everton two one in the last match and lost to Southampton two nil. Correct. That without without, without uh, Danny Ings. So it speaks a lot about what uh, the manager has done to Southampton's team. If they can win without Danny Ings, so I think they are a good team. No, but, correct. And Raf Hasselhuttl has always been a manager. Uh, you can call him like in our language what we call Santa Claus, <laughs> uh, because he also likes to play the same. Yeah, game. yeah. So yeah, so if you see, I remember the only thing about Southampton and uh, Raf. I remember was last year when uh, Southampton was giving it toe to toe to United. So yes, he has uh, improved uh, Southampton a lot. If you see, and they are very good on the counter and going ahead in attack. Just a reminder: they had also last season they had lost nine nil. They were the team that lost nine yeah, nil. Yeah. And from that point, the turnaround that he has brought in in the team and how Southampton is performing yeah. right now. It's brilliant. It speaks volumes about the mentality. Southampton led correct. the league table on Friday, and everybody was going bonkers about. Oh yes, correct, and correct. No, because Southampton as a club, we know how they are. They they are a well uh, managed club. Yeah, and I think uh, Hasanutil has done a good job in de- making them defensively solid, defensively solid as well, because their defenders are looking really good at FPL right now, and also they have correct. a decent run of fixtures, not too good and not too bad. So I think they're going to be correct in the mix of top six, top seven for quite a while now. So do do you think Shea Adams will benefit from Ings, you know, absence because he'll get a lot of chances to convert? Because when Ings was there, he was basically playing as the second fiddle and Definitely. he used to make those channel De- runs, which gave Ings the. Definitely, Shea Adams is going to benefit because uh, Southampton is not a you know one man team, even though Ings is playing really well. Asen Hutel, as you say, is a you know is is like Klopp. His team doesn't depend on just one striker. Even if Ings is injured, I think other players will step up. And Armstrong is also a very good player with Southampton right now. And Walcott has been playing good and, too. So and they have uh, Ward Prowse, aka Beckham, <laughs> who can spring up a surprise any time. Scored yeah, two goals last time. Adam should uh, make the most of this opportunity that is there because he is the number ten of Southampton. He's given that big jersey of theirs, so he should step up. Correct, correct. So moving on from that game, which was a good result for Southampton, the big game Everton versus United, where you guys obviously had a certain doubt after the Arsenal defeat. The Istanbul, and, but you were quite positive as well. So, how did that game went Why on for you? Why can guys? they not play like this day and day out? That is my only question. <laughs> I think, I think I, Suyas also I has the same, the same question. question but Ole really, uh, after the game, he really came out of the press conference and said that uh, he blames the fixtures and he blames everyone else except his own players, which is good. He's deflecting attention apart from his own players. And it is. Uh, I read on Twitter somewhere that Fergie had mentioned this on in his book that uh, yeah, managers, yeah, yeah. yeah, that managers they should uh, tend they should deflect the attention to anyone except their own team, so that the team, yeah, feels, so that the correct. team feels that uh, everyone is against them and the team you know goes on a siege. Ag- ag- yeah, the the team also gets a shield and they know they have their managers backing. Plus, uh. Uh, he was right to question the schedule because th- we have seen not just Ole, we have seen uh, Pep and Klopp also join and you know have the same complaint about the fixtures because they also have respective injuries in their team. And then we also saw a party going off with an 
and these are all muscle injuries so this is this is all fatigue they're traveling the sh- the tight schedule which they have they 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 have merely any time to rest and they're playing yeah. so, look they are just humans you can't just keep them playing and playing for the purpose of entertainment they need also bodies need to rest yeah so it's un- so perform at the very high level high performance needs at least two or three days of rest and united uh, united didn't have th- uh, three days rest they just traveled from istanbul back on thursday morning i believe and then they had a game on saturday Correct. lunch lunch time so it, it was really poor i understand uh, from the revenue perspective or, or what the idea would have been that the sunday fixture should be a blockbuster yeah. city versus uh, uh, liverpool fixture but it's 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 very hard for the players to you know just they they just literally don't have any time to recover but in spite of that i think united had got off to a very solid yeah. start and the goal which everton scored was against the run of play and they eventually got back into the game so how, what do you have to say Talking about that about the game i i think like me none of the united fans had any expectation for the game like they were not expecting anything if it were if it would have been a win we would all be happy if it would have been loss we would have t- taken it but uh, as you say uh, everton scored ex- uh, against the run of play and then we reacted really well i don't think their their goal discouraged us in any way because uh, fred mcdominay were really good right. in midfield they had a plan in mind and they right. kept executing it and straight uh, straight in bruno fernandes scored a header and that gave us a platform to build on our build on the first goal and then we started scoring Fernandez was brilliant in this brilliant. game. Uh, yeah. Ran the show, ran the show throughout. Did everything. Did the distribution. Did the finishing. Gave the lovely assist in the end. Yeah, and I had also I had a, a concern about Fernandez not being consistent, but that also comes with playing every game. So I yeah, because it's the same because he has been playing week in week out and. to to play 90 minutes week in week out i think he must have not been substituted since the lockdown yeah. like post the lockdown crucial every match is played and absolutely and it happens it happens to the best credit to bruno ayush what is like slightly that? disagree with what suyesh said i think whenever ole is under under pressure i don't know united just plays like the old united they just come out <laughs> come out of nowhere and the other team are bashing and if you see ole has some big calves uh, Uh, list of wins against because if you see defeated Pep, he gave Klopp a run against his own game, and now he has defeated Don Carlo as well. It is the things that are no. bad again, which is which is the problem. No, was it also down to Everton's leaky defense? It was. Been, they, they lost it two was. games. and also the third game this uh, Mason Holgate was starting instead of Yeri Mina who eventually uh, for both the goals i think there was a gap between the center backs and you know miscommunication and these kind of things happen when a new player and steps in so what yeah, i think totally, if you see yeah, everton's lineup if you see everton's lineup and since the, since the premier league start we, we can always point out that they have a leaky defense even yeremina is not that great of a defender he is a good uh, attacker when in terms of corners but i don't think he's a very great defender and and i don't think if uh, one season is enough for carlo ancelotti to change his team entirely they need good defenders they have a solid midfield they have transformed their attack but defense was always leaky no i still i still think Correct. everton this season is going to be a very good team they're going to finish in the top 3 because it started with uh, mm-hmm. injuries when they lost against southampton 2-0 and then if you see the run off from the lost against southampton newcastle and it was the perfect time for united to play them because it, if after the international break this fixture would have happened i i'm sure united would have richarlison would yeah. have been back by then and a and lot of things this, would change these yeah. 14 days gives ancelotti a time to set his team back to normal and after the international break i'm yes. sure of it that uh, everton are going to start um, building up and they're going to start getting points speaking so sure, of the international I'm not break not so sure bro i think the honeymoon is over and they won't finish in the top 3 I don't think so. I think Ancelotti has it under control. He just needs his players back. If they have his, uh, if if they have his plan uh, executing with his players, if they have Richarlison back, and these fourteen days are going to help him a lot. The only player and, missing in the lineup was Richarlison. Coleman, Coleman was back. Dean was back. But also Coleman, uh, Coleman, because he was uh, coming off the 
of yeah, the injury is... of him playing directly after the three weeks, he looked a bit out of uh, yeah, as well. Not taking that away, but I don't think Everton has a squad to be in the top four because they had just lost eleven players. You remove them, you have Iwobi covering up for Richarlison. Iwobi won't even start for our or what Fulham. Yeah, that's true. That's hundred percent true that they, they don't have the squad to you know go throughout the season. But a run of form also comes into play, and confidence also comes into play. And since they since they lost two games before United game, I think that is the reason why they, they were even less confident and in the game. Speaking of confidence, I think Leeds uh, will do great benefit from the fourteen days break because they've been rather. Unlucky, if I have to put it in some ways, because even the game that they lost against Crystal Palace, so that game also, I think in my eyes it was unlucky for. Uh, yeah, I, I saw because, the entire game. Uh, it was totally unlucky. It should have been five four or four all leads because. Yeah, because some decisions How again we are. The pa- ba- How shit one. can VAR be? If you see it, the offside was given because of his hand. I, I I don't understand the logic. He's never going to see exactly. the hand. He was pointing he's, towards where he wants the ball. Feet, that's that's absolute. And his feet was behind the defender. The, the actual feet which is going to lead to the goal and which is going to help him score that were onside. And the the hand which you already consider as a handball, I I don't see how that can be given as a handball because it could totally change the complexion of the game because if at that point that goal is given it is one all and uh, so maybe crystal palace don't get the two nil lead because after that lead obviously they they eased on and they got the control of the game but if you give that goal it's one all and the, and the whole complexion exactly. of the match they changes. got discouraged by the two goals and if the bamford goal was given if there was also a penalty shot with uh, regarding to bamford and it was not given then there was one disallowed Correct. goal. There was a lot of shit that was happening because of VAR. Yeah. Also, the free kick which Eze scored, he was, it was literally unstoppable. So, they, they were quite unlucky in a way because they didn't get outplayed. Also, the Helder Costa uh, own goal, it was unfortunate. So, they were not really outplayed. But, yeah, they were unlucky. And it's been happening the even in the Leicester game. They did a... Stupid mistake to start off the game, and they gave the game into Leicester hands, and then eventually they also. But we can consistently, consistently consider Leeds to be inconsistent because it's going to happen because of the type of football they play. Correct, but I think that's what I was pointing that the fourteen days break will a lot. Bielsa will Bielsa will have some rest. His players will, you know, they'll they'll refresh and then they'll again go back with the same spirit. So this break will help a team. I think Leeds. Benefit the most with this uh, uh, international break because I don't think there are much players who are involved with the international teams up other than Calvin Phillips who is injured, if I'm not wrong. Absolutely, absolutely. So, even that will help. And yeah, as a team, as a unit, just to get the refreshment for two weeks and also Bielsa, he yeah. has his plan and he'll see what's going on. So, that's a chance that to reset happen. and, you know. You know you know, give importance to your strategy once again. And Belsa will use that. And I'm sure Leeds will come out blazing after the international break. Like Everton, I'm, I'm sure. Yes. Of it. So, yes. So, yeah. So, I, I hope that happens. <laughs> we'll, because we'll we all Leeds. love to see Leeds play. <laughs> so, yeah. Moving on to the uh, game of Chelsea versus Sheffield United, which was also a good game. Chelsea were quite dominant and as I pointed out last week, I think Lampard's side are tired. You know, they, they're just taking their shape yeah. now and they've settled in nice. ZH was missing. You see the difference. Oh, he's, he, he, he's just a different gravy. He's, he's the next hazard for Chelsea. You see the quality he's bringing to the Chelsea side. He's just bringing passes. He's just distributing the doll. It's beautiful the way he's just uh, giving them assists. He made Thiago Silva score his debut goal. Also, 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 the early uh, goal, uh, it was kind of a setback, but that uh, they didn't let it face them because uh, Sheffield can be a difficult unit to break down once they take the lead. But they kept going and then they eventually got rewarded and the attacking play was so fluid with ZH, you know, ZH, Chilwell, everybody, you know, running up and yeah. down and... Eventually, they were able and to again, the part about this match, he, he was playing Kante as a CDM where he's supposed to be. And yeah. I, 
So he's changed the formation. He he switched to a four-three-three now. Yeah. He he's yeah. changed so his the, formation. You point. can see a hexagon being made in the middle with Kante sitting in front of the defenders. Uh, uh, James and uh, yes. Chilwell on the sides and uh, Mount and Kovacic in ahead. And I would like to point out Chelsea Correct. started all this with the United draw. So they had four four straight wins yes. after the United draw. And I I told it back then that you know, Chelsea will take this as a positive and United will take his, take this as a negative. So it started for for Chelsea back then. And now they are, they are on a run of uh, three Correct. draws and four wins. Correct. And also, uh, uh, a quick word about uh, Tammy Abraham because I think his unselfishness will keep him in the team because he he's not a guy who always wants to glory because I've seen him playing. He's he's very okay to set his team's a teammate up. He's ready to work hard. He's ready to make those runs, you know, which uh, which brings other players in. So, I think that will keep him in the team. And I Werner also looks... I don't know. I, I think I prefer yeah. him more centrally, but he kind of kind of looks comfortable coming he's in from there as well. Abraham was stepped highly last season as well, but because of they were playing a duo of Hudson Odoi Odoi on the right and Abraham on the in the middle. But Hudson Odoi is is very inconsistent, but Abraham he still has this other other things that he can do except for his goal scoring ability. You know, Warner has scored four Correct. goals in a row and take nothing away from the stability being brought in by Mendy. You see, they, yeah. they are the, look assured that they won't score. That's why it gives them good confidence. I don't think the Chelsea team's t- trusted Kepa to be their goalkeeper. Mendy and Thiago Silva. Correct. Yeah, also exactly. Thiago Silva. Thiago Silva. He also got a goal. A good goal for him at the Stamford. No, yeah. at the Stamford Bridge. Yeah. Yes. And if Warner plays in the so, middle... Uh, they they find a way to bring Havertz in as well, then Chelsea could be a totally different force and this season. Pulisic is also and out. Pul- oh shit! Yeah, Pulisic. And Chilwell chipping in with a goal. He was Chilwell also such an attacking left back man. I thought he was good defensively, but he's almost playing as a winger sometimes. Every time Ziyech has a ball. I I can I can guarantee you you'll exactly. find well in the box because that's I, I noticed that in the first week and I just didn't miss a chance and the next week if I could have brought him I I just did that and he paid dividends for me the last week. Yeah. Goal. I think it's the game plan that when Ziek has the ball you should uh, put more players in the box. Yes, and because he, he cuts in from the right, basically, and it creates an angle for Abraham and yeah. Werner. And if these two are not there, if if these two miss the ball, Chilwell is always there in the box to, you know, get those rebounds or just create an extra option in the box. So, I think Lampard's side have started to, from, from their early shaky start, they, they've solidified yeah. and... Well, uh, again, I, I, I think I will ask, keep asking you this question every <laughs> week. Do you guys still think Lampard will face the by December? Like I made the claim, so I'm still I'm backing the claim because the international break was talking about teams getting you know stronger after the international break. But you never know the teams that Chelsea are facing. Even Correct. they could get stronger, and Chelsea could still have a bad run. It's never good to have an international Chelsea break if you're yeah. in form. Exactly. Chelsea has momentum and this international break might hamper that. So, I'll agree with Suyesh on this. Yeah. Yes. So, okay. So, Suyesh is still sticking to yeah. his claim. And I should... Um, I'm not so sure. I think uh, uh, with with these players available, especially Pulisic is not there. So, Pulisic, ZH and Warner, I think it's a deadly combo. But it's all six to uh, ZH's ability and ZH being available all the uh, no, but in, no, now see, Pulisic is not available. Havertz was not available. So Lampard showed his flexibility. He changed the formation. He 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 made the formation in a way which suited his players and the options that he had yeah, he has, at his he has disposal. Two fifty million. He's supposed disposal. to do that. Yeah, and I'm I'm saying he's he's not only reaping the rewards of a good squad depth, but he's also showing. How he's showing signs of he knows how to which use is, them, which, which is, is I, very necessary. Yes, which is missing I, in Arteta. They are clicking together, and I think the only difference between Arteta and Lampard ability is the money which they have. I think Arsenal is a very garib club. <laughs> I don't know. They don't. <laughs> I think this a lot, and I think Arteta has doesn't have good attackers at his disposal. If you see the match, Lacazette. 
Oh, what a yes, head he, will, he the only thing Arteta uh, <laughs> lacks is creativity, creative midfield, yeah, yeah, which, yeah, which, exactly. which comes in Ozil, but he's benching Ozil week in week out. And also, I, there's other thing that he doesn't have attacking transitions. Yeah, he, he doesn't have attacking. Yes, we have a we have a full uh, <laughs> game to yeah. you know break down. So the Chelsea game was more or less about a the good sack race. Yes, we'll Lampard. do a sack race uh, discussion in the international break. Oh, yes, we can yes. do that. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yes, that's a good idea. So, we can work on that. Uh, n- the next game was West Brom versus Spurs, which was a very tough game for Spurs. Okay, in the end, they got a result in the 88th minute via a brilliant Kane header. But it was a tough game throughout because West Brom were not uh, playing bad because they were very confident and they they, they caused Spurs a few mistakes, uh, you know. Problems. Yeah. Mistakes and they led him. Yeah, they, they problem. So how did you feel about that game? I think Spurs just uh, I don't know. And Mourinho just has this ability of grinding out wins from anywhere somehow. And if you see, I think uh, the goal was a perfect Mourinho striker's goal because he's just uh, there as a target man, and the loopy ball is there, and you just score the goal. Yeah. Yeah, see, this in a way it was a perfect Mourinho victory, but Sam Jones. Ex United. I, I think he's a power. Uh, Ex United, yes. Ex United. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I think he was brilliant throughout the game, but in uh, at the time of the goal, he made a miscalculation and he got confused where to come or to stay at in his position. And in the in the end, uh, he was caught in the middle of nowhere, and he conceded an easy goal. I feel because if he would have stayed on his line. He would have yeah United boys have yeah. to do good. Look at Rafa. <laughs> <laughs> I think he did bad. He, he did. He did good for eighty-eight minutes. Yeah, and he eventually gave the three points so away. That that couldn't want. United since two thousand twelve. So I'm not completely disagreeing with my point. I think uh, talking about honeymoon period, Spurs and Mourinho, we all know has his honeymoon period in the second season. So and it's still not very attractive. They're still grinding out results, but uh, I like to talk about the upcoming fixture that Spurs are going to have. They have City at well, home. They have Chelsea correct. away. Arsenal at home. Yes. Then Palace away. Liverpool at home. Leicester away. Yes. So post lockdown, the the first big fixture is Spurs versus Chelsea. Spurs so City. Be Spurs City is before that. Oh, Spurs City, and then they. I yeah, think yeah, Chelsea Spurs, Spurs then Arsenal Spurs. And I wouldn't oh. be surprised if Mourinho yeah. grinds out wins in all of them. Why? No, maybe grind out a win or even a draw suffices him because right now. He's yeah, he's first or second now. It's going to be shaky though because even Correct. if he's grinding out results, there's four different fixtures. You know, there's Arsenal, there's Liverpool, there's uh, Chelsea, and then there's Man City. Because yeah. th- these teams will have plans of their own. It's not all about Spurs. So. Because because I think the West Brom game was a testament of how uh, his, his side, you know, kept going at it. And also because they had the first shot in the 58th minute of the game. So, that, that shows that West Brom was so compact and they didn't allow Spurs to have a chance. And West Brom has to be that because so West they Brom, started, Sheffield there and correct. Fulham also, they're struggling in the, at the bottom of the table. So, they have to be compact and Correct. we'll see what will happen after the international break. And also, I would like to point out a statement which Kane made. He said that the squad has the ability to win the Premier League with the squad that they have. Would you agree? Definitely, would, definitely. They've bought so many players. They've bought players in last season, last January, 20, January 2020, which is the last season. Then they made so many additions in Correct. the current window and they already had a very good squad. Pochettino made sure that he leaves a good crop for Mourinho. I they have a very good squad. Mourinho's best signing would be Pierre Emil Hopiel because he he is a perfect Mourinho yes. CDM. He needs everything together. And yeah, and what they have Vinicius Hopiel. Also, also, he has Sissoko at his disposable, who is who is who is not the most technical of the players, but he's a hard-working player. He is always there to put in the ninety minutes run. Do you remember that, that game requires. Sissoko played he, uh, for France? He was running. I know. Yes, yes. I think that 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 hurt <laughs> him the mood. <laughs> to he was crazy that game. I think that move, uh, that game made his career. You know, elongated his career. He always puts everything in the game, because... but he's just not that technically good. But yeah. sometimes managers just want your players yeah. to run for ninety minutes. So yeah, 
Because, yeah, because I remember uh, in the in the half time uh, ma- uh, match analysis was being done on the Premier League uh, show. Uh, they they were like the uh, the forwards of uh, Spurs should uh, conserve their energy when Sissoko has the ball because <laughs> he doesn't have an ability to play a forward pass. He's just going, he's going to run with it or yeah. backward. <laughs> Yeah, so he, but in a way, it works for Mourinho because he wants those two mid uh, midfielders, you know, sitting ahead of the back line and guarding them, and you know, he's, he's okay with a like like we said, yeah. a one nil victory. And rounding so up, I'm him. I'm sure that Kane, uh, Kane is right when he says that he they have a squad that can win the Premier League this season. Plus Kane's form, because I think he can single-handedly. He's he's already bought him bought the team till here because he's been brilliant since the start. Him and obviously Son, but obviously Kane has been you know an yes. overall a better player than Son because he's been in, uh, yes. contributing. Yes. In the but Son, but well. I, so, I didn't expect I didn't expect much from Son anyway because I've seen how Mourinho. Because wingers are not his strong point, especially new. I mean the modern wingers. Because if he had Perisic in United. Perisic would have run through the wings and put a cross in, and if Kane would have been United, then Kane would have scored that goal. But the but the wingers oh, that sorry. are the modern wingers that like to cut, they like to score, they like to make chances. Mourinho is not very good with them. Correct. On the contrary, still Son is scoring a lot of goals. Correct. That that that's because I think Son has also evolved as a player through. Uh, through the years and you know Kane's playmaking ability is just helping him because he Kane is dropping the which makes uh which makes on you know he takes those run and he's quite uh, yeah yes. they both and basically understand each other's game for, for a winger he's, he's very first. clinical in terms of scoring a goal I agree individual ability has to also count with yeah. my opinion of course I was talking about the modern wingers but Son is on a different level also mm-hmm. he's good Yeah, I think he's, he's upgraded so his much, uh, yeah. I, game. I agree. Yeah, at the level of I think Mane and Salah, yeah, you can put him absolutely. in the same bracket as of today. Correct. So I let's see how Spurs perform, and they have a tough run of fixtures. So it'll be interested to see if they can keep up the momentum and the victory which they've been having. So moving on from that game to another disappointing VAR affected game of Leicester versus Wolves. It was a very dull game. It uh, it was a. Did did you guys get a chance to see the kill? Like a defender's natural reaction, and it, it was it in his natural position. He was he couldn't have done anything, or uh, you know, with the hand, you know. And I think post match, uh, Connor Cody also, you know, he made a statement that what are the defenders supposed to do? Where where do we keep our hands? And which was even after the Liverpool game, uh, the Liverpool City game, Henderson also pointed that out that. It, Okay, the decision which they've been giving is consistent. That if it's a handball in the box, it's a penalty. But he he also said that I think he I, felt I that just, it was too yeah, hard. I don't think there's yes. uh, yeah go one on. thing. I think uh, Gomez's penalty, the handball. I think it was fair. His hand was away from his body. I don't think his body hand was inside the body or is natural because it was pretty far away. Correct. The Gomez one is still yeah. We can discuss about that because it was not in the natural position. Plus, but if you see the Kilman penalty, he he basically just turned and he couldn't do anything with that hand, and the ball just struck. So I think because because these kind of decisions are being given, a lot of players will now try to you know target the hand just because they know that they'll get so a penalty I once. I think the rules need to be tweaked in this department because it's very harsh on the defenders. And they have nowhere. Yeah. With VAR in place, I think it's become harsher than before. I don't think they have any set guidelines for these handball rules because I've been watching a lot of games, and every game it's inconsistent. That they don't have a set rules or set guideline for handballs or even VAR decisions that give that consider hand as offside. So. I don't think something needs to happen. I would love to read the SOPs if they have for the VAR. <laughs> they don't. They don't. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, but clearly Wadi has been benefiting this season with so many penalties. He in fact had two and he yeah, missed one and theory. he scored one. What a player to have in FPL! Score a penalty, miss a penalty. <laughs> yeah, man, and it's. I think Leicester again. Now I think even they are in the top four and. They got away with a victory. I think they 
Yeah, they were tipped to finish above United, and they were in a position. They had ten points. Uh, I think they were clear ten points. Yeah, they finished miserably. And Rogers teams correct. for yeah, three I seasons have noticed that in the end they just fall off. So I can't be too sure about Leicester. But I, but I think this season they they had the right squad depth, and they've they've added to a few departments as well. Because you, if you see right now, they're at the top of the table, and they have missed like quite a few of their first team players, Amate, Soenchu, and NDD. Two three, two three other players here and there, NDD. I know? agree, but so, but I don't know, man. Every season I go in with this hope. Every season I go in with this hope that Leicester but, and Rodgers are going to do well. But I know every I get disappointed every uh, last ten games. But I I I have to say this. <laughs> I have to say this. Uh, the Leicester uh, recruitment of uh, Wesley Fofana. I think he can be one of the signings of the season because I've seen his game and he's, yeah, he's been absolutely. And Castanier too. So Castanier is really good too. Timothy Castanier, the uh, most Fofana, uh, one of the more highest points giving defender. Kastan, yeah, correct. He he's coming. He's coming in from a team like Atlanta, who plays the free-flowing football. Yeah. So he's benefiting from Absolutely. that. Absolutely, credit to the recruitment at least. Yes. So moving on from that game to City versus Liverpool, which was another big game. So I uh, please uh, run us down half, to the first half. Was half. like end to end. I think our friend Mukul just pointed out it was a boxing match. You go, I go. And if you see the lineups, I think uh, Klopp just. Put it out like that that I am going for you like four four and I am going to just be at under your nose. If you can wiggle it out, then you can. Otherwise, you won't. And I think no, because that that's how he approaches the city games every time because he doesn't want to let Pep breathe because he knows that if he if he leaves a gap or if if his pressing is not right, City are going to play through the press and then if he, if they do that, it plays into their hands. So he's always been that. That he he they are going to press high and of they, course Pep plays a beautiful football, well knitted football. It's just passing and passing and just ending the other team's post by having the possessions. That's why Klopp puts it out like that. And if you see the first match, it was entertaining. I think it was the billing as it was properly billed as the match of the week because it was end to end. But I still think Liverpool get away with every single decision and every single point in the match. They are so lucky. I think they have been the luckiest team in the past two seasons. Okay, Ajenda Ayush is it, back. Is the next thing talking about Pogba? It's so frustrating that they get away with everything. If you see the penalty, okay, penalty was valid. Uh, it no, was but, a leg out, so it has to be given. But there were so many decisions with the yeah, ref. The ref ignored somehow. Yeah, but uh, I think it was. I think City would rather be the team who would go out uh, after the game uh, as a sad team because they lost two points in my eyes because they had a lot of chances to close the game and Liverpool should be a a, a team who would be relatively happy with the result because they got a point of a game where yeah, it was a Kevin cross. Kevin De Bruyne missed the penalty, which is we don't <laughs> talk about that very often. It Kevin was a cross from a penalty. I don't think he was going for the score. He was going for the goal. He was just finding some other player for crossing it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I mean, it was uh, a good, entertaining watch. Even the Gabriel Jesus goal was a good goal. And, very well taken. And he was a sitter. And I think if 
if, if that sterling that if he's unselfish even for a bit we chelsea uh, city could have scored two more correct so sterling's decision i think he overcomplicated some yes. situations which was not needed and as suyash had pointed out uh, two two weeks back that he he is not a guy who if you give him two chances he'll take one he needs five chances and in a game against a uh, team of the caliber of liverpool exactly. you're not going to get that here man chi i don't like them that much <laughs> so correct so even trent alexander arnold got injured and it was a muff- again a calf injury muscle injury and klopp and pep were also like ole ranting about the schedule and no proper protection given to the but players but in the champions league weren't point, they playing at home uh, city and liverpool i think um, they were both playing at home yeah, yeah. city played yeah. Home. I, they, 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 they just washed the hands in the flowing river <laughs> no but they they right about the schedule because even they they fairly got a relatively a better schedule than yeah. manchester united it's still, still it's still very uh, rigorous uh, i believe but uh, yeah i mean you know if anyone has had to rant about the fixtures it, it would have been ole and ole did that so and it's good to see a fierce side I, of ole as well yeah i think I, i was very happy with him coming out that way because it was actually needed because i think united has lost shaw rashford and another player if i'm not wrong uh, i think the united I came out of that like three yeah. if i'm not wrong to the lindelof yeah maybe so uh, he he had every right <laughs> to go yeah <laughs> it, it looked like a guy a yeah, nice guy who was who had who had everything <laughs> I mean, who, who was tested who, who to his, the limit? Who had, yeah, who exactly. Was tested to the limit. One thing to yeah. point: he was breaking up in the his next voice game. So, the yeah. next game that Liverpool face, they, <laughs> I think, they are going to be weak attackingly because they don't have Trent Alexander-Arnold, they don't have Thiago, they don't have a couple of players more. So they are going to be bad attackingly as well. I feel. Is is I I just to make you happy for me not a shit game now you Please see tell something about I, I didn't even count him when i was saying they was going to play bad attackingly i was going to say they have firmino in the striking striking lineup <laughs> yes so, i think jota should start every match firmino shouldn't be on the bench if we, or or he may to be or, or he may to be thought that you are a striker <laughs> go play as a striker you're not center back <laughs> that's a that's good to hear because I I was waiting. He's when, a when Brazilian. This is the kind of first Brazilian striker, and he I plays like play. a uh, what? <laughs> David Luiz. Best defensive attacking <laughs> samba striker. <laughs> that that means okay. So yeah, moving on yeah. from that game, uh, Liverpool. I think should be again the for the past two years now. and <laughs> correct i think i think he's pretty right to point it out because they have got away but it's okay it's it's luck and but it's also how they play because you cannot you know bulldoze liverpool because they are good as well because it's and it's it's not easy to defend against them also because you you, you don't get to yeah, attack what, most of the time because they are suffering so defensively suffering defensively yeah now. that's what makes you in premier leagues you just grind out points yeah so moving on from that <laughs> game the upset of the week arsenal 0 aston villa <laughs> remember yes you were talking about the, the decline of aston villa if in case we were predicting that oh yeah but they have a good thing Correct. going i think the manager has a real plan i think it it was it was more of arteta's uh inability to you know be flexible or you know just put out something different for a change because there was no change at all he won against united okay he, i i didn't think he outplayed united okay two side bro it was two side for united united just gave yeah, them yeah they just gave them their own underwear take yeah, it away and... <laughs> <laughs> so villa villa uh, in this game at arsenal's home 
they absolutely dominated the whole game they, they, they arsenal of what we are used to seeing arsenal over throughout the years this arsenal team they were anti climatic you know short of ideas used to play beautiful football yeah they had no attacking they had and... no attacking intentions you know no transitions very predictable football slow football side to side and what has started a lot from that can anyone i was going to i was going i i know i know a lot of people a lot of people were in the start when he won a few games oh pep is nothing without arteta oh arteta was the main guy he was the brains behind pep and now i don't see anybody saying that he, okay we admit that he is not at pep's level or he is not learned a lot because attackingly i think he he would have just been i was just going to say that that i think arteta just sat in those, those defensive meetings where everybody was getting injured and shit players were defending <laughs> correct because i think aston villa could have scored more than 3 they they could have easily scored 5 they had their chances gone their way because villas also missed the, i don't know man the big this chance. defensive and yeah this defensive solidarity uh, with arteta i think it's it's becoming more of a negative football kind of a tactic because i don't see them you know creating ideas or make even making chances for their oh, for the likes of obamiang i think has been i think arsenal like, i think chelsea arsenal might be having a ball like, only thing that arteta has learned from pep is over yes, because over being over they come yes. they come There, there comes a time that uh, you know that your team is defensively solid. Now you need to uh, work on the attacking transitions. And no, but I would have been happy with him if he, even if he was over. He's not adapt- Not willing to change only because he's sticking to that five no, to three, five to three, what, five. There comes three, a time that you your, defense, your defensive solidarity sets in. Like if you have a plan like Lampard, he did it for two games and then he started working on transitions again. But Arteta, he's only focusing on defensive solidarity. I don't know from how long, and he's not even. thinking about new attacking you know formations attacking play using his attacking players i i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure uh, post the international break he will use obamian centrally i i think it's a it's a guaranteed thing because it's high time obamian didn't have a shot throughout the game and he's not that kind of a player he's not a left winger he wants the ball he wants to take those quick turns and shot and he's not able to do that i'm i'm pretty sure that like lacazette will face the bench and, and, and if Obama you see if you see uh, in the next few games arsenal look like a shadow of the first game they had what william gave three or three odd assists and everybody was celebrating that oh chelsea lost a big player and look at william now he looks like a fatty bobby no I think <laughs> Chelsea are having a ball like, uh, and I think a lot of people have been making this joke that uh, Arsenal is retirement home, retire yeah. but that's home. true. Yeah, which which is true because he uh, Arsenal gave him a three-year <laughs> deal, which is bonkers. Uh, and they fired that this stuff. Guy, they fired, their they stuff fired that movie. dinosaur. Yeah, they fired fifty इंटरनेशनल ब्रेक दीच इज अम फॉर अस यश बिकॉज Yeah, but I think that yeah, kind of game. Yeah, he'll just sit behind. Because Leeds are going to attack, and they get the. But can you sit behind there. after all this pressure? Bro? So, so much. He'll, so he'll much sit behind. He'll sit behind if you fuck him in his ass. He'll sit behind them <laughs> also. <laughs> <laughs> and if you see, <laughs> it was a it was a good one. So if you see, uh, Watkins, uh, Ollie Watkins, Barkley, Grealish, they were looking like. Chavi, Messi, and Iniesta, man, they were running rings all through Arsenal defense. They, they Arsenal was simply not able to keep up with them, man. And even the Barkley assist for the Oli Watkins. Exactly. Like, what a, what yeah. a good first. Oli Watkins has been what? What a signing he has been for Arsenal. Well, I think uh, when they sign and uh, Grealish saw him playing so well, I think Grealish might be having a boner after watching him play. <laughs> and Watkins also <laughs> chose a chose the right club. He chose the club. He, I think, he switched from Brentford. Uh, उटलीस्ट प्रोवाइड विदिस्ट बाकी 
has been a revelation after he left chelsea which is not a big so surprise so barkley was playing good barkley was playing good at everton yeah. as well it was a slump when he when he yeah. started playing for chelsea i think it was a big club and there were too many of bro do you guys do you remember that I everyone think, had I think, barkley yeah, in the field just... team when exactly. he was in everton oh yes 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 yeah yeah Plus, i think he needed regular game time which he's getting right now and he's getting to prove day in day out that he's a good player And if given the right chances and the plus right more attacking, the onus is on him to uh, attack but more. He's he, playing more of a number ten now, and I think uh, at Chelsea he was a little bit of laid back because they were, uh, I think they were pushing him behind. Correct. Also that, and yeah, also didn't, he didn't, they didn't get let him play chances because of the quality. No consistency. They didn't let him play yeah. a, a run of ten fixtures. Exactly. Which I think is absolutely essential to know. Correct. Uh, if the player is really performing or not, at least ten. Guys, guys, let's let's talk about Grealish. I think Grealish. If I was Gareth Southgate, I'd build. My if I was, if I was Gareth yeah, Southgate, but... I would have kissed this whatever part he wants and played him and asked him to play every single match for us. If I was Gareth Southgate, I would have asked Mason Mount's phone so that I can delete his nudes, <laughs> <laughs> so I can play Grealish. <laughs> because, because he just, he just. Uzi's class, like uh, oh, we had this discussion to us on the group that he eventually maybe uh, in a year or two once he 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 peaks at Aston Villa and he showed the world no, about his quality, he deserves it. a bigger club. Uh, imagine, imagine. <laughs> I think Ayush, if if I have to remind you in the first, he still is a model. Look at his shorts. I'm not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, guys, uh, as yes, as I counted on the group as well, I think Grealish did the right thing staying at Villa because mm-hmm. he's he has an established spot over there and he also plays really well. He knows his. No, I'm say, I'm not saying right he now. Should, I'm saying he he, he should, should only at yeah he should only leave the club when two. he finds a good project that you know lets him uh, foster. Because if he goes in, in a club team, club will help him. But if he goes in Pep's team or if he Pep Correct. will help him, I'm no doubt. But Pep has so many options that. He eventually but, benches but, all his good players. But if if you put Grealish in this Arsenal team, which that which just faced Aston Villa, you know Arsenal would be dying for a player like Jack Grealish who can run the game from the midfield to the attacking transitions and also be you know he 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 doesn't shy away from defending. I've seen him track back so many times and you know maintain yeah. the four four two shapes and you know Barkley and Watkins you know they stay a little up and he. Always gets back to the left uh, wing or left side midfield, which whichever way you want to put it. So he's not uh, ready to you know, no, sacrifice that. So the only problem, theoretically, yes. But uh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm saying that theoretically, yes, Grealish would uh, improve Arsenal a lot. But would you want to leave Villa to go to Arsenal? I wouldn't want to leave. <laughs> Villa. No, 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 no. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying never. I'm saying he he is a class player. I I think we have forgot a very uh, big topic of discussion this week. <laughs> never be too cocky. <laughs> but but who, who does that in a game where you're playing for fucking Fulham, where you just you you're da- almost you know you're kissing relegation, and in the ninety six or ninety seven, you just this? need to go score go as uh, go score a goal and win and go back to sleep and do whatever we. Come on, like if if I was the manager, I think I, I would have smashed him. his ass. I, I would bench him for the next game. Like <laughs> it was summed up in a tweet pretty nicely that uh, he would he would have been having nightmares for long. Not even for two weeks or three weeks through throughout his career. Long, I think for his yeah. for for his career, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I, That's pretty. I don't know. Man. I don't know. It's it's pretty bad. I I just can't put myself uh, uh, as a Fulham fan, and you know, imagine we're struggling. Okay, we get a chance to take a point of West Ham where we didn't play that well. We're getting a chance, and my team plays. <laughs> There was Mitrovic on the pitch oh, as well, God. and he didn't take it. I don't know why. Imagine, imagine if if I Mourinho was his manager, I think he would have murdered him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's not playing next week, man. He he has to pay for it. Yeah. I don't know, or maybe if the manager, you know, wants to show that he's a he's the best 
guy yeah. in the world they need play <laughs> like the reverse cycle <laughs> fulham are also so desperate i don't think they can afford benching yeah. even this atrocity exactly I mean, he Lukman has to. Yeah, plus I think Lukman, Lukman, they, Lukman brings more creativity from the wing, so I, I don't think Fulham will bench him. But they, he needs to be taught something or the other because you can't go and you are getting relegated and you do all that. We don't do that school level <laughs> football. <laughs> we don't know how to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Still, we. So yeah, okay. It was a, it was a very good uh, week of football with a lot of interesting results. So okay, again comes the dreadful international break. And post that, uh, who who are you? Uh, I think the first fixture. We have a good we have a good I, run of fixture. Yeah, that I can see. Now, which is which is why I'm scared. <laughs> we play very bad in easy fixtures man i think i'm very scared we play west brom at home and i don't know what is important oh, yeah. to us at home i think we are scared to shits at home <laughs> but west brom are not in a mm-hmm. in a very good place right now so it would be the best time to face them yes exactly yeah, that's the problem they did brilliantly against spurs so i think it was <laughs> man plus i think chelsea versus city will also be a good watch to you know see Jesse no that is Spurs for the city not Chelsea for city so yeah it's oh Spurs for the city i'm sorry yo so okay <laughs> i think i think i, I can you guys can counter i think Spurs are going to win the match um you never know man uh, we'll have to see what kind of squad they both have post the international day because there can be injuries yeah. there can be a lot of stuff So post that what squad they have at their disposal and everything we can have a word. Plus in the international break, like Suyash uh, pointed out, let's do something fun. Let's touch a topic which is you know which is which is not team oriented or maybe a, a yeah, very specific absolutely. topic. Absolutely, we should let's work go with the sack again. race first and then we'll give more ideas. Yeah, yeah, build upon that. Okay, so it was nice having you guys for this episode. Thank you for joining in, and let's see, let's keep on doing Thank this. Thank you guys, we had fun for the international break as well. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Bye. <laughs> bye. 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 Take care.